0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. All right, it's Cloud back with you guys in another New Vision Podcast. We're continuing on through the book of Mark. And I was with you guys yesterday, so sorry you're stuck with me again today. We are continuing on in this small series of these debates, of these square-offs, these challenges of these different groups in Jerusalem that are coming to challenge Jesus. Right now, where we're at in the story, it is Passover week. Jesus is in. He's triumphantly entered enter Jerusalem, you know, and, and just he is causing all these ripples and all these different camps are coming to him. We saw yesterday, it's pretty profound, that the left and right wing kind of camps came together. To challenge Jesus, and that shows just how much everybody hated him because he was a threat to their their way of life, their power, and so they're kind of teaming up on, on him. Today we see another kind of, uh, kind of fringe, uh, another group that we've seen in the Bible, not as popular as the Pharisees, and they're called the Sadducees, and so we're going to see their challenge to, to Jesus today, and so this is Mark chapter 12, continuing on in verse 18 all the way through 27. This is the ESV Bible. And the Sadducees, who say there's no resurrection, came to him. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife, but leaves no child, the man must take him as a widow and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and when he died, left no offspring. And the second took her, and he died, and left no offspring. And likewise, the third and the seventh left no offspring. Last of all, the woman died. he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. And so we see Mark writing here in verse 18 kind of tells us what's going on. He he has that kind of parenthetical citation and explanation for, for people who aren't Jews. Like, obviously, I don't know what a Sadducees is, but thankfully he tells us here immediately. He says, the Sadducees came to him. By the way, the Sadducees are those who don't believe in the resurrection. So he's telling us. They already come with this presupposition and their motives are not pure and their hypothetical question kind of proves that. So hypothetical questions reveal impure motives. So their their whole thing is that they don't believe in the resurrection in the first place. And so they're asking this to make Jesus look dumb. They think it's gonna make him look dumb. And this is what lot uh, logic people who study logic and debating and that kind of thing, they call that a reductio ad absurdum. So reduce it to the absurd is Latin, and that's what they were trying to do. That's this tactic. They're trying to they they're trying to show, hey, the resurrection it doesn't make sense. And here's this absurd scenario, this hypothetical situation that I'm going to show you that God didn't really think this through. And so, Jesus, what do you say to that? And so they were these Sadducees obviously didn't believe in the resurrection. They were called annihilationists. That means that when you die, you just go into the ground and rot. I mean, there's nothing. You're, you're annihilated. Uh, and so there's this kind of fringe movement. And they actually just completely fell off the face of the earth in AD 70 when that temple is destroyed and they just, they they lose all political power and that that movement totally dies off. And so anyways, so they're challenging Jesus and where they get this, this hypothetical thing is from uh, Genesis and Deuteronomy and other parts in the Old Testament law that's talking about leveret marriage. So leveret is Latin for brother-in-law. This was like a kind of a clause that, that God had, provided theocratic Israel uh, for the line, the lineage to continue on. And so we see it in Genesis chapter 38. We see it in the book of Ruth and it's explained in, in Deuteronomy 25. I'll just go ahead and read this real quick. When brothers live on the same property and one of them dies without a son, the wife of the dead men may not marry a stranger outside the family. Her brother in laws to take her as a wife, have sexual relations with her and perform the duty of a brother-in-law for her. The first son she bears will carry on the name of the dead brother, so his name will not be blotted out from Israel. God made a provision for a family to be raised up in name and property rights for a husband who dies with no male heir. So it's a way to care for, and this is an important time with the lineage of of Jerusalem, and and it's very important to continue on. You know, it's it's very different than marriage and, and progeny here in America. So it's just a different time period. That It's a small clause intended to care for widows and families. And so anyways, they're, they're taking that and making it sound absurd to try to prove that there's no resurrection. And so when Jesus is interacting with them, first of all, he's like, uh, yeah, there is a resurrection. And so now I'm going to go toe-to-toe with you. So the first point I wrote, is that, you know, how this applies to us is we probably don't know our Bibles as well as we think we do. We probably don't know our Bibles as well as we think we do. And the Sadducees here prove that. So uh, the, the doctrine of resurrection is in the Old Testament. It's not talked about as much, but it's in places like Job chapter 19. It's in Psalm 16 And Daniel, it's true, it wasn't talked about as much, but they came to the wrong conclusion that, well, since it doesn't talk about it, it's, it's not there at all. And, you know, we're just going to be annihilated. And so, but it wasn't true. And not only is it mentioned a few times in the, in the Old Testament, but Jesus shows them from a text that's not even about the resurrection that obviously it, it exists. Like, it's going to happen. There is life after death. Like, this doctrine of annihilation is absurd itself. And he does it with by quoting Exodus 3, or mentioning it. He's talking about, you know, you know, Moses is at the burning bush, and God is speaking to him, and he speaks in the present tense. So God is like, I am. You know, I am who I will be. I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. And and he goes on to say, he's not the God of the dead, but of the living. So why would God, who is perfect and holy and righteous and all those things, which they wouldn't have disagreed with, why would he make this grammar error speaking in the present? So obviously, God is assuming, you know, Abraham and Jacob and Isaac are long dead at this point in history. But God says, I am their God, present tense. You know, it's kind of like trolling on, on Facebook or, or forums or whatever. It's like if you spell there with like a, the wrong there, you know, that kind of thing. You just get lit up and like your argument doesn't make sense anymore. It's kind of the reverse of that. Like Jesus is like, look, are you accusing God of lying here? Like he's He's speaking in present tense. And so therefore he's the God of the living, i.e. there's a resurrection. These these dead guys have a God who presently is their God. Therefore, in a in a text, a piece of scripture that's not even explicitly about the resurrection, you're wrong. Like you're just plain wrong. So you don't. We don't know our Bibles as well as we think we do. And as kind of a close point, where this kind of application for us as we're reading this, you know, especially if you're married, you know, the, this thing that comes up there as a sub point. They're talking about okay, th- their main thing is the resurrection, but as a sub point. It, it, it comes up, what what's marriage and sexual stuff like in heaven? I mean, what's going to happen? That's one of our biggest questions, like, you know, till death do us part if you're married. And, and Jesus says, when they rise from the dead, so there is a resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And so however you feel, you know, if you're particularly annoyed with your spouse today, you know, if you had an argument or something, you know, can hear that and be like, oh, good. All right, right, we'll, we'll pass through the gates of heaven and oh, all right, we got through that. Like, you know, kind of I'm being funny, but but some of us can be like, oh, like I won't be married anymore. Like, you know, what what do we do about that? Like, so that's kind of a subtopic that comes up. Like, how do we feel about that? What is Jesus teaching? How would he react to that? You know, how do we see heaven? And so I I wanted to say, like, as the last closing point, our joy in heaven will be so far beyond even the best things here on earth. Like the best marriage itself will seem like nothing in comparison. Our joy in heaven will be so far beyond the best things on earth that marriage here will, even the best marriage, will seem like nothing in comparison. So I don't know all the details, it doesn't always get flushed out, but I know, and I can tell you, Scripture shows that no one will be disappointed in heaven. We'll be eternal, we'll have glorified bodies, amen, You know, we will be experiencing infinite pleasure that we can't even conceive of right now, we'll, we'll be in God's presence Himself, we'll get to walk with Jesus like we were always intended to. There will be no pain. That's in Revelation 21. There'll be no hunger or thirst. Revelation 7, verse 16. You know, there'll be no sin. Amen. Revelation 21. It'll be perfect. First Corinthians. And so these things that come up, there is a resurrection. Look at your Bibles more and, and just take heart and knowing that no one's going to be disappointed in heaven. I hope this has Encouraged you guys as we will come back on Monday as we continue along these lines of questions and challenges that Jesus is being faced with and we will see you guys then have a great weekend see you on Monday